Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. You can watch the original episode we'll be discussing in every other episode of HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm, including the new and final season on Max. You can also watch the video version of the History of Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast on Max and YouTube as well. Links available in the episode description. Description. Okay, I'm Susie Espin. You are? Jeff Garland. We are on episode four of season one, The Bracelet. I, I just want to say something, and I don't know how we can work this out, but I know true crime shows are very popular. So I think it'd be really good if we tied in, even though it's fictionalized, some episode of murder some episode of chasing someone, maybe a mm-hmm. serial killer, through each episode of our show. Because people love that. I know I do. Well, you know, uh, I like fake crime as opposed to true crime. I like them both. We do watch the same shows on BBC One. Without we do. Okay. We love our Morses and our endeavors. And yeah. All right. Start out the episode, and Larry is watching. Larry is a long-suffering Jets fan, as most all Jets fans are. <laughs> but as we're back to budget and what have you yes he's watching the jets in his performance but on tv i think it's like vikings cowboys is that and, what it is? it is i, I couldn't and even when tell he watches a second time i'm pretty sure it's vikings cowboys so it's but like, he says it's the giants no he doesn't say giants i don't think no he yes does. he does he's mentioned because i'm a giants fan so i noticed it oh, he okay. mentions giants and he's screaming at the tv mm-hmm. you know very very involved in in the game and Cheryl comes home with, with luggage. She's clearly been out of town and hasn't seen him for a number of days. And what happens? He He's not interested in her. And she gets, leaves angry. 
That's right. So I have two thoughts here. Number yeah. one, his beard is clearly fake, and it does look like he's been in a chimney. Yeah. I don't know He's what very it, disheveled looking. He's very disheveled. But also, the number of times that my wife of yore or my girlfriend uh, have come in, forget football, where it happens, baseball last inning. They also come in on, it's the last 10 minutes of The Wire. I've had that one happen. Yeah. The end of The Sopranos. Great show. Right, where I had to switch to another. So I have, Timing. You're talking about timing. Yes, but I have never walked in on any of the women in my life and said, I wanted to talk about something, and they're at the end of something. I don't know what it is that's sniffed out or has how this happens, but it happens. So I loved watching that, and I felt for him because there's two minutes left. And um, Well, I think my husband's very lucky that I'm a big sports fan because I know better. Can I just say a blanket statement? Your husband's very lucky. As am I. He's a champ. I dig Yes, him. yes. I was at your wedding for criminy. I know. So, so Cheryl walks in. And I wore a hat that your mother got angry at me for wearing a hat. It was a dandy hat. It wasn't even it like was a, a pork basic. pie hat. It was a pork was. pie hat. And it worked. Pork pie hat. Yeah. Why did she get angry at you for the pork pie hat? She felt it was disrespectful at your wedding to wear oh, a She hat. had so many issues. No, but she really, but she yelled at me. Did she really? Oh, she did. And then we made out. Ugh, Jeff, I'm that's sorry. gone too far, I that know. image we to me. We did not make out, but she kissed me gently on the forehead and said, I'm so sorry. No, I doubt she ever did that. She did not do that. No, she did not. I know my mother. Yeah. No longer with us. So, you know, again, this is the marriage. You know, right. this is the thing. And then she gives him the silent treatment later in the bedroom. And, you know, you just see that he's... But the beard, by the way, is another example of... This first season, how low budget and slapdash things were. Slapdash is the key word there. A lot of it was put together with bubble gum and paste. You know, it just, we had to do what we had to do. And I also, as I mentioned before, wear suits that I'm not crazy about. But there was something kind of fun. It was almost like, you know, I got a barn, let's put on a show kind of a feeling. You know what I mean? Generally, most bands, except for maybe the Beatles and a few others, your first album is your best album. And then yeah. if that's successful, it's a slow degrade downwards because you start believing the hype. We worked from in a vacuum. We had no money. We had no idea how people were going to receive this. And so there was an energy there and a willing to do stuff. I'm talking about behind the scenes, you yeah. know, put up with stuff. And a silliness and a fun. It yeah. was just a silly, But well, we had relaxed... no idea where we'd go more than these 10 episodes. Not a That's clue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that struck me in the, uh, he's trying to make conversation with Cheryl. He's talking about soy milk and that it's bad for you. And again, another theme of Larry's is his health paranoia mm-hmm. that gets laid out here. And you know what else struck me when I'm looking, like the last episode, I was saying he wouldn't have worn that. You know, he was wearing something mm. he wouldn't have worn. In this episode, their comforter seemed so out of character. Okay. They had this Let's, big floral comforter. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about that. I wrote down the note. How ridiculous is their bedroom? Yeah. The bedroom looks like they just got out of college and this is their first place together. Exactly. It makes no sense. And yeah, the comfort, everything about this show aesthetically, very confusing. Very confusing. It changes. Yeah. 
for me, it's so interesting to see, you know, how it's changed. And, and right. again, what we were just talking about, the slapdashness of it, yeah. the, the, everything from the set design to the camera work, everything. Yeah. We, not much time, not much money. And he tries to explain to her by saying, this is like you watching the Oscars and it's the last <laughs> minute <laughs> and it's best the best actress. Are... Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good analogy, too. And then Larry goes to his office and yes. gets a note that Bill Sheft called. Yes. Once again, an old comedy friend, my dear friend Bill Sheft, is just thrown, the name is just thrown in just for delightfulness. And this is the second time Bill Sheft's called. Is it? On the show, yeah. I love okay. It. And Larry is dressed in like ripped, dirty, disgusting sweats, and he's unshaven, and he looks like a homeless guy. Is that ever explained? Why he's dressed like that? He's, yeah. He just says, oh, I'm going to the gym. And his assistant is like, you look disgusting. And he never, we don't really know. He, he hasn't shaved because Cheryl's been out of town. Why he hasn't then shaved by the next day when she's back home, I don't know. It's but why never he's really dressed explained. like a pig and he's going to the gym? Because it serves the story. Yeah, but I, I, I hate when the logic goes out the window. Yeah. And I wasn't here for a lot of this episode. I'm not in it. But I wasn't here as a producer because my son Duke was born during this episode. Oh, is that true? Specifically oh, really? the day they filmed the fight in front of the uh, jewelry store. Duke was, uh -huh. born, Duke was born that day. I didn't know that. Yes. It's my younger well, son. We're, we're, we're happy you weren't there because we're happy Duke was born. Yes. He's a delightful young man. Well, yeah, he is. But I don't, I don't think it's ever explained beyond that. Right. And his assistant, I forgot her name. I love her. She's terrific. Spoiler, Annette Spoiler. Yeah, she's terrific. Okay, I might be mispronouncing it. I'll double check. But if And she tells him he has to get a gift, which he does to Cheryl yeah. to make up. Yeah. This is nothing like a, a gift. Jewelry. Yes. That always is a winner. I'm always shocked that men don't understand the power of the flower. It's the simplest thing. You know, here in New York, on every corner, there's a, a deli or whatever where you could just buy a bunch of flowers and it means everything and it solves everything. And they're stupid not to take advantage of it. By the way, it. I've done the flower thing many times, but I'm horrible at buying Marla, my wife of yore, either for, for Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever, or her birthday, I know that I gave her these two gifts, which she'd wanted, but I gave her a drill. <laughs> That's which bad. Which she was That's not bad, pleased Jeff. about. No. She was like, what the fuck, a drill? A drill is a great thing to have, but yeah. not as a, as a no, major no. gift. And then the other time, a barbecue. But by the way, oh, I meant bad. well, and I totally screwed up. Yeah, yeah. Th that's bad. Yeah. I, and again, a barbecue is a wonderful thing to have. No, but, I know. know. My heart was in the right place, but... I admit to being an idiot. So there's a bracelet Cheryl loves in this jewelry store. He goes to this jewelry store and he looks like a homeless guy. And he gets into an argument with a real homeless guy looking similar to him in front. And they don't let him in. So he needs to call a friend to go into the store to buy the bracelet for him. And he calls his very, very dear friend, Richard Lewis, yes, who shows up in a Jimi Hendrix tie. By the way, I noticed he, that too. At first, he I was went, such a hipster. A, Lewis I know, I know, but I, I saw it and I'm like, what kind of goofy ties were? And I look closer. Eh, it's a Jimi Hendrix. That's it's a Richard's Jimi favorite. Hendrix tie. By the way, remember we go on on tour, and he always had to go last, which you and I were fine with. And uh, um, he came on always to Purple to Haze. Hendrix. Yeah, Purple Haze yeah, every Purple time. Haze. Yeah. yeah, but you have to understand that Richard's a throwback. Yeah, well, a lot of his jokes that he even tells on the show 
our throwback, for example, he looked at Larry and said... It was like the Jewish uh, Ratto Rizzo. Gonna, which is a Midnight Cowboy reference, but, you know, I, I loved it, but only people yeah. who are Midnight Cowboy fans would understand that, and I don't know how many there are. But I would guess, per TV show, we have the highest percentage of Midnight Cowboy fans of any comedy. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. From executive producers Park Chan-wook and Robert Downey Jr., The Sympathizer is the new HBO original limited series based on the Pulitzer Prize-winning novel of the same name. Join me, Philip Nguyen, a scholar of Vietnamese-American culture, and the cast and crew as we discuss the making of this historic series. Subscribe now to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and stream HBO's The Sympathizer starting April 14th exclusively on Max. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. And we're back. Just for a little aside here, and we'll have Richard on more than once at some point, and he could tell the story as well. But just to give the audience some background, Richard and Larry, they were born in the same hospital, like a few weeks apart. Mm-hmm. They are born the same year. They didn't know each other then. And they went to the same camp, the same sleepaway camp, and they hated one another. Yes. The sleepaway camp, where they were yes. 12, 13, something like that. Yes, hated. Cut to years later. They're both at the Improv on West 44th Street, right around the corner where I am right now. And they look at each other. They're like, who are you? You look familiar. I know who you are. They're both doing stand-up. And they realized that they were the same guys that they hated each other years ago in Sleep Boy Camp. And then they became fast friends for the rest of their lives. And they are yes. very, very close friends. Yes, yes. And have been for many, many years. Yes. 
So that's the background on them. Yes. But so Lewis shows up wearing his Hendrix tie and he's standing in front of the store to show him. But the store closes for lunch and Lewis wants to walk to lunch and Larry doesn't want to. Nobody walks in L.A. Lewis wants to walk. I felt like that was like, well, you know, where who he wanted walks. to go was quite the distance. Quite the distance. Yeah. So. I walk in L.A., but that's because I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, but there's certain neighborhoods where everybody walks, but you got to be in that neighborhood because everybody will drive to that neighborhood. You know, I remember walking from Soho to the Upper West Side. Talk well, about I've done walk. that many times. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's normal. If you tell yeah. a New Yorker you did that, they go, oh, look at you. Nothing more than that. If you expect them to yeah. go, you did that, doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. 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 But in L.A., it's it's odd. By the way, in L.A., people walk when they go on hikes. And I find that very unappealing. I like knowing in New York that I'm walking there's to a, a museum. There's a, exactly. There's a, there's a destination. By the way, my wife of yore, and I can't think of something better than ex-wife. I, I'm trying because I hate ex-wife. And I will change it as the podcast goes. You can't say my old wife. But you my, know what she used yeah. to do? She used to want to go for a walk. And the middle of the walk, she would get to something where she was upset about and something I couldn't function with. I'm stuck. You're stuck. There, you're no trapped. There's no taxi cab. There's no Uber. Yeah. I'm yeah, stuck. Yeah, you're trapped. Yeah. Because you have to wait I don't for like the, the Uber. You have to wait for the Uber. So you're stuck. And then... Taxi cabs don't run up and down suburban uh, right. L.A. or L.A., yeah. which is... You can't hail a cab. You cannot hail a cab. No, yeah. it's not New York. No. So I was asked this question by Becca, I believe, our supervising producer, who said, is that really the relationship between Lewis and Larry? This contention and this fighting, because they're always fighting. Is that real? And I would say the first scene that you see in episode one of them arguing in the office, 100% real. Them wrestling in front of a, a place. Well, that I, no, that's extreme. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, yes, they, they do yell at each other, and it's funny. Yeah. And what's great about it, too, is there's no hurt feelings when they no. do this. So they go to lunch. And Larry goes off on this whole riff about how women are so offended by men's genitalia that they have to be in love with them to sleep with them and to have sex with them. They have to really love the man to get involved with, them, with that it? grotesque penis. I totally disagree with that. I totally agree. Well, I disagree well, now. I used to agree because I always thought that they were doing us a favor by... Going down and blowing us? Yeah. And I don't like going down, blowing. Okay. Um, so I always thought that they were doing it to be kind or they were really in love with someone, just like he says. Yeah. But, but I, over the years, I, I, many women I know, they told me how much they love doing that. To me, that is a completely adolescent sense of women's sexuality. Yeah, but, but you're talking about men. Yes, men exactly. Men adolescents. I mean, come on. And then there's the whole run about the captain's tip, which also Anna and Becca didn't even know what that was. That's a very old fashioned thing because most so. restaurants don't do that anymore. But it used to be de rigueur, I think, where you tip the maitre d', you tip the captain. Well, at, at fine like steakhouses, like fine right. restaurants. By the way, that's a thing from 
Maybe the latest they did that on a regular basis was the 60s, you know, for a nicer restaurant. But it's like if you went to El Morocco or 21 or yeah, one of you know, those. Some pla- great yeah. place yeah. that's old and historic. And yeah, I, I, by the way, I've had a few dinners with a captain and I was completely confused. What do you tip the captain? And who is the captain? The actor. No, I'm just saying who the a captain, you know, it's yeah, you like don't the, meet captain. the captain. And it is a weird It's not term. like, it's not a ship. It's not a, yeah. the captain. Like waiter is self-explanatory. But right, captain, but the captain. I still don't know what a captain. It's not made for D. Made for D is understandable. By the way, even after watching that episode, I don't know what a captain is. To me, that was a very old person reference. No, I thought it was great because he, he showed that it wasn't an old person reference, even though it's an old reference, yeah. by being confused by it. What the fuck? I'm not criticizing about? the reference. I'm just saying that it was to a lot of people don't even know that that exists anymore. And yeah. it did. It was a thing. And by the way, I guarantee there are a few places still that have a captain. Maybe. Maybe. I think actually the Carlisle does. By the way, you'd expect a captain there. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to go captainless. So after they finish all that and they go back to the jewelry store and there is Michael, the blind guy. I forgot that Michael, the blind guy was in this episode. Michael, the blind guy becomes a major character in the Ben Stiller season. What was that, season three or four? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But he becomes a major character in a major storyline of the season. In a later season. Yep. And by the way, the most wonderful guy. And he's so Terrific great in this actor. role. And if I remember correctly, he wasn't blind. No, he's not blind. But by the way, I have no problem with that. Uh, nowadays, you would either cast a blind person or give a blind person every opportunity to get the role and and you know a lot of times you want to do that and they're not the best person that being said and this is my big belief that you don't automatically cast somebody because of something like that but they should damn well get all the opportunities they can you make the effort more than an effort it's like a must to be inclusive but i am not of the one where you have to hire the uh, blind person there you go Because actors can play lots of things. And by the way, I threw that out there because I know that half of you are going to agree and half of you are going to think I'm a moron. Well, you're both right. Those of you who agree with me, great. And those of you who think I'm a moron, I am a moron. So both sides win when it comes to me saying something I could attest to that. Yes. And I love how Lewis says... How could you say blind man in front of a blind man? By the way, <laughs> in my opinion, that's the funniest moment of the show. It's hilarious. He says blind man in front of a blind man. And then what does Richard say? What's the term he says later? Someone who can't see. He says something in Larry's yeah, response uh, to uh, that, which is the essentially of saying blind man. It was yeah, almost I forgot what it was, I but I know what so you're talking funny. about. And then Richard brings up a whole thing about recovering alcoholic. I think Lewis's recovering alcoholic line should be a drinking game because in every episode, practically, he slips in that he's a recovering alcoholic. It would be a drinking game. Yeah. I love that my relation, although I don't know, I met him in stand-up. I don't know what his story was then. But on Curb, the fact that I pretty much only worked with a sober Richard Lewis... And uh, we even go to AA meetings Me too. together. You know, I like, did not really, I mean, I knew him a little bit. You know, he's legendary. He's older than us, and yeah. he was already so, you know, he was amazing when we, we came up Played as comics. Played Carnegie Hall, and he'll tell you yeah. the date. And, 1989. Uh, yeah. So I've only known him well sober as well. I didn't know him in his crazy days. I did, but we Larry weren't did. friends. I know. We weren't friends then. We, we become close friends since the show. Then Michael, the blind guy, guilts them into going to his apartment 
to move his furniture, which I think that premise is hilarious. Right. And by the way, that scene is hilarious. Hilarious. And again, like the scene in the last episode, getting directions with that lady, difficult scene. It's very difficult to pull off these guys moving and moving and moving his furniture until they can escape. It feels real. I'll tell you what didn't feel <laughs> real is Richard's hair when he was done. It well, because he so was all wet. sweaty and exhausted. But and- you could have pulled that off with him being sweaty. But he had yeah. the sweat of somebody who just, it, it just was too extreme. I don't know if he's ever yeah. been sweaty like that. Yeah. That whole scene, I think, is so funny. And, and Larry referring to his as deceptive blind man. You did mislead us. You didn't tell us the truth about what we had to move. I, I think he was had- a deceptive blind man. Which he was. Yeah. He was. he was very deceptive yeah. and very manipulative. And that's also one of those scenes where you actually feel bad for Richard and Larry. They don't come yeah. up very often. They don't come up that you often. You feel so bad. That was, But I have to say, Larry did not know that he was going to bring back the blind man. You know, he does that. He doesn't write No, he didn't roles. know at that time. Yeah. No, so. no. But, you know, th- those things kind of trigger him. I mean, it's the things that inspire him, that he'll be writing the next season and then he'll remember Michael the Blind Man from season right. one or th- whatever. And he's like, he reuses it. And, you know, I mean, I think a lot of characters and a lot of actors inspire him. We have a scene like that this season that I'm not going to mention what it is of somebody from a previous season who inspired him to come back. Yeah, it's pretty brilliant, actually. Yeah. I think. Um, and then Richard do. says to him, Is it true in that that I have more, uh, I don't know, uh, serenity than you? By the way, that's straight out of real life. Totally. That is so straight out of real life that he would say that to Larry. And what would Larry's reaction be? He'd burst out laughing. Burst of- <laughs> Yeah, I know. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Okay, we're back. Who's real and who's not? Oh. Richard Lewis is Richard Lewis. You're By the Jeff, way, I'm hold Susie. On. This is a horrible thing to say. The only one of us who's really. I know what you're going to say. The, but people don't understand. Richard Lewis is more Richard Lewis off camera. Like on camera, he's a little pulled back, but off camera, he's. I'll say 10 times what he is on the show. But like episode two, it was Ted and Mary. It was Ted Dan. So, and Cheryl's name's Cheryl, but she's Cheryl Hines, not Cheryl David. And so there is a confusion. I would just want people to understand that really we're all characters. Even if right. Ted Danson is playing Ted Danson and, you know, whoever, Larry David is playing Larry David. And by the way, I think it's quite the challenge to play yourself. It really is. That, and but the, I don't think any of them are playing themselves. They're all playing a character. Well, a version of themselves that right. Larry creates. And we have more stories about Ted Danson in that arena, if you will. A lot yeah. coming up. Yeah. Um. So, so. None of us are who we, we're all acting. You especially are so far from. That character. The only thing that's similar between you and the Susie and thing, you won't do any silly stuff that I asked for. Well, I don't suffer fools gladly, as you know. But you really, Larry plays along with me. Cheryl's my number one play alonger, which people don't know. And you will not do any, like I've had Larry go up to extras. And explain to all of them how he collects lotions from around the world, which I found hilarious. You would never do that. No, but Cheryl, he's tired of the lotions. You know that. Cheryl, we were filming in a hospital, and there was a you lot told of this, they told this I did last Dr. Time. Cock on fire? Yes. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> but it is true. So that's you're completely not that. And I am so not like the character at all. And neither is Larry in so many ways. Oh, by the way, no, no. Forget so many ways. He's not like his character at yeah, all. Yeah, at all. Yeah, at all. Um, but so, JB, so just to, hold on, JB. Nothing you know, like Leon. Nothing like Leon. Nothing two like people. Leon. You know what he loves doing, though? He loves staying in character after they yell cut. And I walk up to him and go, am I dealing with JB 
or am I dealing with Leon right now? And he keeps going and then he bursts out laughing because he loves to continue it for whatever but reason. The, but the confusion, I think, is less for us because you're playing Jeff Green and I'm playing yeah. Suze Green than for the people, Ted Danson, Richard Lewis, a million others, that John Hamm, whoever yeah. it is, that are have their real name and their real profession, let's say. But they're still acting. It's still not their character. And it's by the way, Richard made, Lewis is even acting, but like I said, he's the only one that is his character. Similar to his character. Very similar. Right. Yeah. But even so, it's not him. No, no. He's he's acting, you know. Right. He buys into whatever story Larry writes. Right. And I appreciate that. And I wanted to clarify that because people that we're working with here asked that question. They were confused. So it doesn't confuse us because we're in it. We know. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to get another perspective. Mm-hmm. All right. So Lewis has more serenity than Larry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Larry's again watching the football game. And again, screaming and yelling at the TV, which I'm sure he really does. Mm-hmm. And he figures out that he lost his credit card and he's got to go back to the restaurant to get it. But again. in the interim, he got Cheryl roses and they're all made up and that worked. So he doesn't feel as though he needs to get the bracelet any longer. What was the scene where Larry answers the phone and he hands it to the guy on the street and says, if it's a man... Give me the phone if it's a woman. He's calling. He's. He, I know he's calling was, Richard Lewis. He's calling but you Richard don't Lewis. Know initially, but yeah, that was much earlier. And Bob Whitey, who directed the episode, is playing the man. Even though I made fun of him all the time for that performance, he was really good. He was good. He was really good. He was very good. The confusion, yeah. all of it. I thought he was great. So there yeah, you go. He was very All good. Right, let's go back into the future. So the he's current. got Cheryl the roses, so he doesn't need to go spend money on a bracelet. She accepted the roses. They were all made up. Lewis then says, can I buy that bracelet for my Mm -hmm. girlfriend? And Larry's like, sure. But of course, right after that, Cheryl comes in and says, I think I really do want that bracelet. And he says, but we already made up. So I told Lewis that his girlfriend could have the bracelet. And of course, uh, Cheryl's not happy about that at all. So Larry cleans himself up. He's in a tie and a button-down shirt. He shaves and he goes to the restaurant to pick up the credit card. And who's playing the hostess but Laura Fairchild at the time, now Stryker, who was then Larry's assistant and is now one of our executive producers and is a great producer and writer. And she looks absolutely gorgeous. And she still and, looks, by um, the way, she still looks so beautiful. She's yes, a beautiful love. person inside and out. She really and, is, though. And also her acting was terrific. Yeah, she did great. By the way, the key to the show is just be a person. Right. Don't put a spin on it. Be a person. You know, I've never been in the casting process with you guys, Mm -hmm. but I would imagine you must see people come in who put on such a show. Okay. So there's two things. Now we do it, everybody home tapes. We don't do it in person. Since pandemic, yes. They just give their real, you know. Most of the time, the weird, weird, weird thing about the audition process is people come into audition, but they're acting with the people they'd be doing it. Larry, myself, Cheryl, Larry and I, Cheryl and Larry, you know, and so it throws them. I go out and prepare them for that. I introduce myself. This is why I love doing it in person. So that being said, if you come in and put a spin on anything, try and make it funny. You're not going to be hired. Boom. It's true. Let me also say about that, uh, for many, many seasons, Larry would never allow the guest stars to see the outlines. Oh, does he let them know? I don't pay attention. Yes. 
he does now. But starting last season, I think, was the uh, first season he ever... So like, when you think uh, about because, it, was it season 12? Or what was it? Yeah. Season 13? What, I don't so know. season 11, I think. And season the reason for that being... how many years people were just coming in cold. Right. And the, the reason for that was he didn't want them preparing lines and stuff ahead of time. See, I think if you give people the sides and they know the show's improvised, they will come up with jokes. Whereas if they're standing there and they know nothing except what Jeff Schaefer explains is going to happen, which, by the way, I don't read the outlines. I read the outlines when they're first written. So before we start the season, I've read every episode. And then I basically blank out. And when I get to set, I say to Jeff Schaefer, all right, what happens in this scene? Because right. I know I'm not preparing anything. But you, but you know what, Jeff? I like to know because I like to gauge my performance. If somebody's yelling and screaming at him in a scene before, I like to know what the... Wait the, a second. The, you never got the sides before? No, I always got them. Yeah, so what are you talking I, about? I'm just saying I like to know what, what's the, the through line of the episode so that I could know, okay, somebody screaming and yelling at him the scene before, then maybe I'm going to be a little lower. Okay, it's, but, you, you know but what those, I mean? The people aren't getting the full outline. They're just getting their scene outline, if I'm not mistaken. They don't even get that usually. Now they do, but in the past, no, I'm saying now they would just they show up on set and they would be told what the scene is about. They did not see anything written for years. Which I years. think, by the way, in, in my eyes, no, but in my eyes, an improvised show or an improvised movie, you don't let anybody read the outline. You tell them on a need-to-know basis. But now they're so dense, the outlines, that I think people have the complicated. to complicated. Yeah. For many, many seasons, the only people that had the outlines were you and me mm-hmm. and Larry, obviously. Cheryl was allowed to read the outlines, but she didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And Richard for a long time, was dying to read the outlines and Larry wouldn't let him. <laughs> because even without the outlines, he wrote a million jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's his thing. Yeah. So then Larry goes You're to buy water. Cheryl. For those of you who hear water in the background, they should know we're not peeing. We're pouring ourselves water. No, not peeing. Yeah. Larry uh, dresses up like a mensch and he goes and he's going to get there really, really early to get the bracelet for Cheryl because he's got to beat Lewis. There's a, oh, there's many, many things throughout the seasons where he's beating Lewis at something, you know, getting to a restaurant early, whatever. But first he has to stop at the restaurant where he did not tip the captain in order to get his credit card that he left there. And, of course, the captain is there, and, and Laura well, you're, you're, is playing you're, you're, the major you're, you're D. You're missing one key spot. The captain parked in front of Larry. I was about Larry. to say that. Okay. Yeah. The, the captain blocks Larry's car, parks in front of him and blocks Larry's car in. And the captain then refuses to move his car because Larry didn't tip him. It's the most petty, mean gesture, I think, of the captain. Well, can I tell you something? You don't want to fuck with a captain. You just don't. Who knew <clears throat> now the you know. power of the captain? They don't have senses of humor. And Larry then has to literally run to the jewelry store, which of course makes no sense in L.A. because they wouldn't be even near each other, but whatever. And Lewis is going to the jewelry store to get the bracelet. And the two of them end up having a knockdown fight in the vestibule. Ta-da! That they do, which is hilarious. Which is hilarious. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, th- that feels good. That felt good. Did you enjoy yourself? Yes, I did, and very, very much so. Well, that's... And I, I feel like this was an episode that established the, the which is a theme 
for 12 seasons as well. The Larry Lewis dynamic. I mean, last, the Be There at Sundown, you know, in, in episode one had that thing. But this, you get the more sense of their friendship in this one. And they go on a lunch and, the, you know, all of that. And that so is that the complexity me, of a friendship when it's real. Is yeah. that there's so many ups and downs, so many arguments. Uh, I say that because right now, an old friend of mine, we're not doing too well. And you think we should. Make up. I know I will. I've already forgiven. No, I just got Is it who I think it is? Well, who else is there? Oh, there's another one, too. I don't one know. Too. One's not You've not told me about two or three. No, I've think. told you one that's not a friend. Okay. But the, you know who it is. Yeah. And I want our yeah. listeners to guess. Please write us. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Do they get a prize? Uh, too much information. But listen, uh, thank you so very much for listening to us. It is an honor that you're taking time out of your day to listen. I know a lot of you are listening in the car, and it makes your journey better. There you go. How exciting is that for us? And don't forget to tip your captain. Yeah, you ever come in contact with a captain, did the right thing. Because they have power, baby. Yeah. Bye. The History of Curb Your Enthusiasm is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.